Good evening, everyone. This is LaToya Fernandez, the lead host of No Sleep, Vision, Purpose, and Advocacy, and we're excited tonight to, to join you on July 4th, Independence Day. Um, I have a couple of co-hosts on tonight. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. Hello? Hello? Oh. Hello? Hi. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I gave the introduction and then I didn't hear anyone say anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I was saying hello. I, I guess nobody could hear anyone. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, guys. Who who's on the live? Who's who's on the line? Hey, hey. Uh, this is uh, uh, hello, everybody. This is Michael Williams. I'm a co-host with Laura. Uh, how is everybody doing? <laughs> Peace, Great. everybody. This is Malcolm, also hosting here on the show. Okay, awesome. So it looks like we have Micah and Malcolm on. Um, if you didn't catch the introduction, it might have been because our live uh, stream was still loading. Um, so I'll reintroduce myself. I'm Latoya Fernandez, the lead host of No Sleep, Vision, Purpose, and Advocacy, a platform for millennials to address misconceptions and just um, have open dialogue about controversial topics and um, hot button issues. And tonight, we're really excited to join you all for your 4th of July celebrations. Maybe you'll be listening to the show right now, or maybe you'll be catching the show tomorrow um, or some other time this week. But either way, we're excited because um, tonight, instead of our normal uh, kind of structure of conversation where we talk about uh, a misconception uh, that has to do with millennials and addressing that, tonight we're actually going to be talking about the 4th of July and Independence Day here in America and what that represents to some groups of folks and uh, what it represents to others. Now, we all know the history of July 4th um, having to be associated with the American Revolution and um, and then just sit in, and it naming uh, America's independence, um, the Declaration of Independence that was drafted by Thomas Jefferson. Um, and we celebrate with festivities and barbecues and all kinds of celebrations and, and, and parties every year. Now, for everyone in our country, even though we do all probably get the day off of work, um, it is still a reminder that not everybody in this country is free. And I don't want to, you know, make it seem so negative, but I think it's important for us to keep it real. And while we're celebrating um, and having a good time with our loved ones, we need to also remember that not everybody that, that lives here is getting treated with equity. Um, and so, I mean, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, I, I want to go a little deeper in that with everyone. And then uh, you'll also be hearing from Micah. You'll be hearing from Malcolm, too. Uh, but I'm going to talk a little bit about the prison system, um, because I just can't think about the 4th of July and, and, and America claiming to be to have its true independence when our prison system is just growing. And it's obviously in, a, a huge money scam. Privatized prison is, prisons are a huge way to just benefit off of disenfranchised communities. And what I mean by mm -hmm. that is when you look at the amount, uh, you look at the numbers in terms of who, uh, how, how many people they had as slaves back then, that number has pretty much tripled now um, in the prison system. So I personally view the prison system as legalized slavery because instead of, you know, um, enslaving, you know, black people and Latino people out on the on the streets and owning them. You're doing it right in prison. You're charging them with ridiculous crimes, uh slapping on, you know, the the war on drugs and um and which was really a war on race and then just locking these people up. I mean, come on, you've got state California uh, the three strikes you're out. So your third strike of committing um a federal offense, you go to prison for life. We know who they're targeting there. Um, and so I think like going all the way back to 1971 when Richard Nixon claimed, you know, we're going to have a war on drugs and Nelson Rockefeller, who continued declaring that that push on drugs 
that was really all a war on race. And so when I think about the 4th of July and I look at today and how we're all celebrating, it also makes me sad because I think about all of the men, um, all the black men and all the brown men that are in prison right now that can't celebrate with their families because of a racist system. Um, And I'm not saying that we should condone crime, but we all know that when people um, that come from privilege commit some of these very same crimes, they're treated uh, completely different, Uh, even regarding getting records expunged and things like that. And so it's really hard for me to to walk around and be, you know, be happy and celebrate independence when people are still living in bondage here in our country um, with no real hope of of that changing, you know, and now the prison, the privatized prison systems are partnering up with the schools, you know, the school to prison pipeline. They are using these standardized tests to determine whether or not kids will drop out of school and end up in prison. And they're preying on, um, they're preying on communities of color. And so, you know, that's just kind of my little bit about, about how I'm feeling about the fourth and, and not everybody truly having independence in the country. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, no, you, you go ahead, bro. You go ahead. All right, yeah, so most definitely, Toya, I can um, <clears throat> agree with you that most people in this country, especially the non-white the non uh, white Europeans, are those ones that are, are the ones that we talk about when we say are not experiencing independence because that the 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 historical um facts about this day only uh shines light on the war between those Europeans who wanted to break free from that uh system of government that were being governed by those British. That that war didn't have anything to do with anybody that was non-European shoot. Also during that time, they were still fighting the natives of this land, you know? So when uh, when, that, when those wars and everything were taking place, that independence was celebrated while blacks were still in slavery. Slavery, so-called slavery, didn't end until the Emancipation Proclamation. That was uh, 87 years after, <laughs> after this war, you know, had taken place. So uh, independence, for uh, anybody that's non-white celebrating that day, they um, today or um, any other year that this day uh, appears, is um, either very ignorant of what actually took place on that day, or um, uh, I just does not care and out of out of tune with um, who they are and, uh, and don't really have an understanding of self. I think that the question should rise in regards to dates like this because this isn't the only uh, uh, holiday within this year that is will be considered um, honoring and celebrated uh, the continuation of pretty much oppression, you know, on this day. <laughs> because it's, it's oppressive to anybody that is not white, you know, but they've been conditioned so much to join in in the celebrations and and festivities uh, that they negate the fact that what happened um, to their people, you know, as exactly. they were here. So the question, the question I think should rise, like, should this day even be recognized on the calendar? <laughs> should even be, Ooh, we know yeah. the truth behind it, and under, understanding the truth behind it, should we even acknowledge that this thing should be, uh, something that uh, the should be a national holiday. Understanding everybody that is within this nation uh, views it and experiences it on a different on on a different on, on a different side of the scale. Yeah, yeah that's a, you know, but that, that's that a, was just my thoughts on that was just my thoughts on the independence, and I wanted to touch on that uh, prison system. Uh, Michael, uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts too. Yeah, um, to go back to the the prison system, I think it's it's, it's it's very, it's kind of like scary in a way, in my opinion, because I'm I'm a young black male, and Malcolm, you are too. You just graduated, most definitely. And Latoya, Latoya, you're a black female, 
And so we all have, we all have experiences just being black in this country. And so we all have this fear of going to prison for something as minor as, for example, a drug charge, for example. You know, it's crazy how some states you allow, like, it's crazy how some states a certain amount of weed or, uh, I guess, well, weed can get you so many years. And which is crazy because most of the privatized uh, jail system, prison system, they need people to fill in to meet the quotas. Kind of like how police do you need, a, I think they have a quota, mistake me if I'm wrong, but they have a certain quota to meet, you know, get how many tickets they need or whatever. I don't know if that's true or not, but, again, you correct me if I'm wrong. But, it's crazy how a privatized prison system needs people to fill in their cells. And more often than not, in most cases, it's either predominantly black or Hispanics or Latinos. And it's crazy because most of us, well, especially black people, from since we got here, we built this country. And so it's kind of crazy how they they see us as just another statistic in their in their uh, system, but we built this country. You know, we 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 legit built roads, built dams, built uh, houses. And, and we we've been here since seven. We've been here since the early 1600s, and the, and then yet, still 400 years later, like Latoya touched on, it's still some it's still slavery in some 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 form of fashion. And so, the independence that this, this country is never really for us or any minorities. Just just get out the way. This country has been systematically just have not been built for us since the day they they since the day that we we, we were locked in bondage and on ships brought to a new land that we have no idea about have no clue about and never heard of it and then they 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 expected to celebrate a, a holiday which we were free which we we all know Juneteenth which was just uh, about two three weeks ago we were free. Well, but in the Civil War, we were free. So I, I just, that, that's just my that's just my thought process on it. Yeah, um, right. And I, I really like um, just how y'all are kind of touching on like, should this is this something that's even worth celebrating? Because something like Juneteenth, you know, that is a big event. And what's interesting about Juneteenth is that. Not a lot of folks know about it. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. taught in schools. It's not widely celebrated and promoted the way it is. You don't get the day off of work. You don't get, you know, there's no, you know, you're not, it, it, there's no intention of it to be um, nationally celebrated and recognized. And I think that still speaks to uh, uh, how we have a long way to go as a country and as a society. And there are some that would argue like, you know, well, you know, Independence Day is about America gaining its independence, and you know what that that there should be a separation between that and slavery because trust me, I can already like hear what the other side of the argument is. But here's my thing: um, even if it is to celebrate America's independence, can America truly have? Can America have truly been independent if it had slaves? You know. <laughs> So I'm with you, Malcolm. You know, I, I'm not even sure if, if I can consider it a real holiday. That's real. But but also understand this. When these Europeans are making their moves out here in this world, whether it's over here in the States, whether it's in foreign land, they are not they are not considering anybody else other than themselves. Whether you sit down in when you sit down in, in this public education system uh, right here in the states, and you go through the court and you go through the coursework, you're not being taught about yourself. They're not even thinking about you. They're thinking about mm-hmm. you only when it's in reference to you as a slave or somebody in a subservient position, where all you do is take orders and just say yes and then go about your business. You understand? So. So you have to understand their uh, uh, thinking mentality is I'm going to shine a light on any all that I do that is good. I'm going to be the hero in every story. You understand? So when my students or, or my children grow up and they um, read about uh, American history, they're going to be reading about that European greatness. 
You understand? When these mm-hmm. non European Americans grow up and they read um reading um about history and they reading it from our hand, yeah, they wanna read about how uh we took over them, you know, how we are godlike, you know. We're not going to teach them about the uh, African uh, gods. We're going to teach them about the uh, Greek gods and goddesses and everything and show them all these faces and everything so that that stuff builds into the psyche of, and this ties back into the last week's conversation, it builds into the the mental of the youth that's growing up, and that's what they start to see. You know, and Mm -hmm. that's what they, those are the individuals they start to fear when they move it yeah. along through here. So this you, we, we, we have to understand that this, 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 we were in a war. Our, our ancestors were in a, were in a war, mm-hmm. and they lost the war. And from that war, some of those people survived and became prisoners of war. And that's what, and, and, move, and then moving through this uh, uh, system right here, and, and uh, this system, or this racist system, uh, white supremacy. We have to understand that we are prisoners. Of yes. This war. So Malcolm, and when how, you say how, Mel, Malcolm, sorry, when you say um, prisoners yeah. of war, are you you talking about assimilation, like people having to assimilate or feeling like they have to assimilate? Okay, I'm saying I'm saying it could be used as that. I'm saying also as in those Africans that went uh, that that were put on slave ships that Micah just mentioned and yeah. brought over here to uh, America uh, into America. Hold on, first of all, Africans weren't. Uh, this wasn't the first time they came over here in 1619. Africans had to circumnavigate this whole globe, you know, before that date. A lot of people had that understanding that the only time we came over here was as, as slaves. That's the only time they teach us. And that's the stuff that I, that's that's what I'm speaking of. But I'm saying I'm saying uh, this, Toya. When when our ancestors were put on those were put on those ships, they wouldn't they didn't go uh, just willingly. Some of them were, were were being killed because they were fighting back. They were being killed. Some of them were still fighting back on the ship. They were being killed and then thrown off into the water, <laughs> into the mm-hmm. ocean. And that's how that thing went down. So when I say we when I say we prisoners, I mean we are. Are sub uh, subjected to uh, this European rule over us after that fighting and everything has stopped, and since that fighting and everything has stopped, now that assimilation process is going to play in, same as it played in on that Native American before they brought us even brought us over here. Yeah, they took that feather out of their head. Now nah, we don't want you to say, don't speak in your language, no, don't don't wear those, dress like this, you know. Mm-hmm. And those schools then. Those schools then were made for assimilation. Those schools were made so you could say, "I just changed this wild, this wild uh, animal into this fine dressed human being," you know. And they put up pictures and stuff. They put up the the, the before and after look, you know. Before they were dressed and looking like this, and afterwards now they dressed and looking this way. Send them to my school. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the same thing. That's what these schools are made for. These schools are made for the prisoners of war, so they can go through this assimilation process. And they take yeah. these. And, and I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly what the state uh, test is in California, but over here in, um, I know the one in New York is called Regents, and over here in, in, in Virginia is called the SOL. They take these standard tests to make sure that that product that's going through this assimilation process has a. At, is meeting a standard no different than a Model T car by Henry Ford. You understand? Uh, it, it's a standard product that they're trying to push through this public education system. You understand? Right. And, and now, that, let's go ahead. Right. No, I'm just going to say because we've got to get ready to take a, a break um, right now. But um, yeah, no, everything you're saying like is 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 definitely on, and it really speaks to how dangerous. Um, that partnership between the schools and the prison systems uh, are because all of that, that curriculum, all of that, that structure um, is designed in a way to push an agenda, uh, which is forcing people into either full assimilation and submission or uh, into what I called earlier legalized slavery, which is the prison system. So um, you're right. They, they've just been very, very smart uh, and witty about how to build those constraints so that either way um, you have to kind of be bound to the system. That's why I think, you know, what Maxine Waters 
have been saying has been really on point um, in terms of like, you know, I'm in this position, I've gotten this position, and while there are lots of limitations against me and against my people, we are still going to continue to rise and we're still going to do what we can do to uphold the democracy and push people to use their sense of agency and use their voice and their power. And so before we take this quick break, um, I just want to throw some statistics out there for you all. Uh, because we're talking about the prison system and we're talking about those folks that aren't free here on the 4th to enjoy uh, spending time with their family and their loved ones because they have fallen victim to a systemic uh, racist prison system. Um, and, and so even just in the United States alone, uh, our prison system has increased from about 500,000 to over 2.2 million um, in just the past about 40 years. Our U.S. prisoners make up 5% of the world's population, and we hold 21% of the world's prisoners. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then out of that, when you scale it and you want to get very particular into what these demographics look like, um, black uh, African American folks or Black folks uh, constitute 2.3 million, or 34 percent of the total 6.8 million correctional population, and that's that's just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that if that's not intentional, I mean, it, it's pretty obviously intentional. Um, and then nationwide, African American children represent 32 percent of children who are arrested. 42% of children who are detained and 52% of children whose cases are judicially weighed to criminal court. Like that is obvious systemic racism. So those are just some numbers I wanted to throw at, at, at you all before we take this break. Um, when we come back, we would love to hear what your thoughts are. If you have any questions, if you have any opinions that you want to offer on uh, July 4th, Independence Day for some, um, we'll be excited to, to just hear what you have to say and continue our conversation. Thank you. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. online you can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org brought to you by the ad council listen and imagine it takes five seconds to send a text and for those five seconds you're driving blind life is worth more than a text stay alive don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Listen and imagine. It's Thursday night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, 
listening to the radio, you're busy, which is great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. <laughs> they can. Should have worn my glasses. So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag one million strong. Listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. Hello, everyone. We are back with our July 4th Independence for Some episode, and I am joined back with my co-hosts, Malcolm and Micah. Are you guys there? I'm here. Okay, awesome. Um, Okay, so before we left off, I dropped some statistics because I was addressing the prison system here. Um, I thought it would be really fitting to discuss, especially because today is Independence Day, and while it's important to recognize our, our country's um, progress, it's also important to recognize uh, what we need to do and the work that's got to be done. Uh, and I also want to say that this isn't just something that's happening here. Uh, what's been really beautiful is that all throughout this month, there have been some really amazing things happening around the world and people really stepping up. Um, I know, and I believe uh, a, a part of India they uh, made it illegal for girls to to be forced into marriage um, before they were 18, I believe. Uh, I don't know the exact details, but I know I I read an article on that, and I thought it was really cool. There are a lot of other places in the world, too, where um, people that just traditionally haven't had equal rights have been getting those rights, members of the LGBTQ community, um, people actually fighting and advocating for uh, racial equality, uh, for gender equality. Um, And so there has been some progress being made. I think, you know, millennials, we're just, we're at that point where we're just like enough is enough. Um, We want things to change and we're going to step up and we're going to speak out. So um, I do want to open it up for any potential callers or anyone that may have called in and also open the platform for my co-host to share anything that that you guys have been thinking about relating to our topic of Independence Day for some. Uh, We actually have a caller online. Um, I don't know. I'm about to see who that is. I'm about to put it on live. Yeah, awesome. Hey, how you doing? Who who is this? Hi, my name is Sid. I'm from New York. Hey, what's up, hey, Sid? Hey, Sid. Hey, how you doing? Um, Great. Yeah, I was, I was listening to the show. It's good content. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've, uh, I haven't celebrated the fourth or, or holidays for, you know, a very long time. I'd say a few decades. Um, it, it to me, it's just another sleeping pill. You know, like um, when people go to work and do the daily routine. They have like, um, you know, the football games and the entertainment to have people let the steam off so they don't rebel against the government. Um, that's what I, I look at a lot of holidays as too. You know, it's like, a, it's like, a, I spell it like holidays, but D-A-Z-E, you know, like people are in the days. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people don't realize that all people, I said all people of color, but even poor white people, um, they get, uh, you know, it's like, why are you celebrating this day? You know, it just, um, 
it's another uh it's another fairy tale to make us not use this day to go further you know to create something that like you know businesses owned by the people that we want to see own them uh you know organizing to to have people say all right look we need to build schools we need to invest in medical facilities we need to find more people with money that will do these things really walk the walk the way they talk the talk you know oh. I'd, I'd rather somebody that walk the walk and don't say anything you know because their money can be put to good use the thing is is to get real adults that will have a solid business plan to to make it work you know i'm surprised there aren't a hundred more wall streets like black wall street you know asian wall street you know every type of wall street out there so people can um you know take more control of their dollar and yeah. then you know because that's yeah you know it's all they respect is money and life you know or death so you know you can't get yeah yeah protests ain't doing anything i mean if right. you if you went when they stopped playing football in missouri because of that racist uh uh, coach, that changed something. He got out of there. They got rid of him. But all the march and stuff like that, I just don't see the result. You know, just yeah. like the, the Selma yeah. boycott, when you hit the pocket, things happen. And I think that's where the concentration needs to be. Mm. Sid, I couldn't agree more, man. I, I mean, I hear you. I was just going to ask right before you gave that solution. So what do you suggest aside from the marching? And you're right. That money is hidden in that pocket. That's where it hurts. Um, stop, you know, stop stopping patronizing businesses and, and investing and, and partnering with dirty money. Um, so I have a question for you, Sid. What is the response from people around you when you say, hey, I'm not celebrating this? Or do you have those conversations? Or how does that go? Yes. Um over the years, I've slowly distanced myself from a lot of people, um, only the people that I work on projects with, um, other people, even family. I, you know, I had to make a distinction. Blood makes you a relative. Loyalty makes you family. And this is why you can have two people that are brothers that aren't as close with each other as each of those brothers will be with somebody who's not of their blood because families about loyalty, blood only makes you a relative. So the beginning had to be that because the family will bring you back into fantasy Island and they'll say, Hey, you know, come eat the slave food that, that, that kills us all uh, go back into unconscious fairyland. And then tomorrow, you know, you can go back to reality. The thing people don't realize is that we may not be at war, but a war has been declared on people. And we've yeah. seen this happening for the last 500 years, you know, and the problem is, uh, you, you know, white privilege, nothing against white people, but it's that that they're seeing now that everybody is going to get their plate cleaned. Now there's a problem. I tell people, when, when, when was there not a problem? What, when Columbus landed, when uh, the 1776, what, when was there not a problem? You know, so that's another fantasy island when I look at, you know, my family, because a lot of us have house Negroes in our family. And if we, that's the first place to clean it up, because if you don't do that, it's like, you know, you're getting water out the boat, but there's a hole in the boat. So that was very important to distance myself from people like that, not to be mean or anything, but every time they come near me, they get a wake up pill. It's like a bright cup of coffee in their face. Like, look, I'm not hearing that don't don't tell friends already know for the last 20 years you don't tell me a, a score of a game you, you already know they know what time it is when you go to the yeah. store there's nothing i want there i go to the supermarket buy my stuff come back you know so it, it takes a, a a level of alienation to keep your sanity in an insane asylum that people call the country yeah Wow, said like you definitely opened our eyes in, um, and thank you so much for what you had to say because I recognize uh, it does take a level of discipline too and consistency to maintain that lifestyle and to be a living example for people. And so I just want to, you know, let you know that I do appreciate you, um, and, and I'm really grateful that you shared what you shared with us because we needed to hear it. Thank you, Sid. Thank, thank you. All right. Okay, so. 
We're going to go ahead. Oh, man, that was good stuff right there. That was such good stuff. We're going to continue our show. I Mm -hmm. feel like that fired us up even more. Like, let's keep talking about this. I mean, I'm going to tell you all right now, there are some people that are not going to be happy listening to what we're saying right now because they might feel like we're killing their vibe. But that's okay. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. We're killing vibes on on a level of individuals that understand why this day is is being celebrated and for a lot of the ones that sleep, like Sid was saying, that's, that's getting uh, an, an awakening, you know, from, of truth. And just yeah. like anybody that's deep in a deep sleep, man, you start trying to wake them up, man, they're going to start fighting you. <laughs> you know, they ain't trying to you, – you messing up their comfort, you know? So, <laughs> so – uh, so he, he when he when he was speaking it made me it made me think of a question and the question is in regards to independence, we all seem to be on the same page on this uh on this on this show right now as far as how we are viewing this independence. But I wanna know I wanna I wanna pose a question. What is uh the end what would be the independence of the African here in America or the non white European here in America. What how would that look? You know, what 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 would it what can somebody start describing what would y'all see when y'all see those individuals have their independence now and they could celebrate? <laughs> what does that look like? Michael, why don't you go ahead and take that man? We miss your voice. Okay, so let, let me so can you repeat, can you repeat the question? I I'm trying to understand it a little bit clearer. So 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 that so the Independence Day is being celebrated right now by uh-huh. by we from we understand a lot of European Americans they celebrate independence and we understand why they're celebrating their independence and how mm-hmm. this Independence Day is not the independence for the non-European Americans here in this country. But uh-huh. I was saying I was saying how would that independence look? For that non-European American here in this country, for them to be celebrating, what, like, what, what, what would have to transpire here in this country for that non-European to be like, yeah, we got our independence, <laughs> you know, okay. now we about to celebrate and party and, and do fireworks in the street for our independence. Okay, so I think from a, from a black perspective, I'm not trying to sing up. Well, forget it, forget this. I That's think respect. from a black perspective. What would transpire for us is really for us as, as in general, is for us to come to, come together as people. Because I know we have our own. I, I get everybody have their own ideologies and you know thoughts and everything, but I think at the end of the day, we all want the same things to come and go. For us to come together as people, to I wouldn't say rise up. I, I hold them things real quick. I do believe that one day us as black folks we're going to one day rule the world. When I would say rule, rule the country. Because I just think that we 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 actually we are more are capable of anything if we if we our minds to it. We are far more intelligent than any other race in this country. This is I believe because I've seen a lot of black people do amazing things. And this is me coming as a black a young black male. I can do anything if I want to if I actually just put my mind to it. And, I, and I'm not capable of this. So I'll say this. So I'll say that and say this. I think what will have to transpire for us is transpire for us is one rise together as a community. And then two, try to really, I guess, from an economic standpoint, try to, I know we say it all the time, but try to invest into our own stuff. Because as far as independence-wise, that, that will honestly make us independent. Because I, I, don't know if, I don't know if it's a true fact. I'm sure it is. Us as black folks, we, I forgot the stat, but we make up, most of the money. If we were our own country, we would be, I think, like the 34th country or whatever. I don't know. It's some fact like that. So we, we have the money and economic standpoint power to do so. We just don't, we just don't, we know how to go about that. You see what I'm trying to say? I hope I'm answering the question for you. No, nah, no, nah, you, you, you yeah. saying blacks need to come, blacks need to come together. Yeah. They need yeah. to start yeah. putting their money together. That, that, and, yeah. and to you, that'd be independent. Most definitely. Yeah. I can't yeah. understand exactly what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. Um, for 
I, for me, I believe that I totally agree with from the economic standpoint and putting the money together and making those investments. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that it's uh, independence has to start even before that in the schools. And you'll hear me on this show every week. I'll mm-hmm. probably mention the education system in the schools because I'm really passionate about the schools. I'm really interested mm-hmm. in education reform. Um and, and and I just feel like it is at the epicenter of everything. Um, but I think for me, independence um, in, in our community and for and for those that have been marginalized by the system will be equal access to a good quality education. If you mm-hmm. educate people from our community, you educate black children, you educate brown children with the same level of rigor, love, compassion, and intention that um, is put into um, affluent communities, which are primarily white, then a lot of these issues wouldn't even exist. Uh, Financial illiteracy would not exist. Um, The prison system, the school to prison pipeline would not exist. You know, it just wouldn't look the way that it looks. But because we are denied an equal education from the start, I feel that's where the the independence has been completely taken away. Because as you said earlier in the show, Malcolm, you were talking about, you know, the things that they choose to teach us um, and not teach us. And that right there is where I feel that the identity and the independence piece is being stolen from from people. Um, and so I feel like if you know if if our people were actually being given the truth and and educated with quality and um, and justice, it would be completely different. So that's just my perspective on it. Um, but that's respect. We have another oh, break yeah. coming up. Oh. I'm what? sorry, y'all. This is a great conversation, though. I'm, I'm, I'm happy yes, that we're, what? we're talking about this. Um, yeah. So we're gonna take another uh, couple minute break, and um, if you know, because we are ending the show and we just have a couple of our co-hosts on today, callers, feel free to give us a call in um, in the last few minutes of the show as well. Our guest calling number is nine one seven eight eight nine eight zero seven eight. Again, our guest calling number is 917-889-8078. We look forward to hearing back from you guys in the next couple minutes and closing out our July 4th show. Thanks. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Having trouble finding Connor Middle School? Would you like directions? No. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Finding lowest airfare to Istanbul. No, I'm I'm tired of fighting with him over homework. Homewalk restaurant. Need a review? No, I need help. He's very smart, but his mind wanders. He's disorganized. I think I understand. Good. Finding best potatoes for French fries. No! Russet. Fingerling. Yukon Gold. Why don't you understand me? Sorry, I was trying to show how Connor feels every day. Frustrating, isn't it? Redirecting to understood.org. For the one in five kids with learning and attention issues, this is what life can feel like. Explore understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help your child thrive in school and in life. Understood.org, because understanding is everything. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Today we decided decided to to walk to school. school. The The light counted. 15, 14, 41, 31, I mean 13. We took, took a, a left on Carroll Street. Street. Danny's smart, but he gets distracted. I realized he forgot his homework. I hope he doesn't have another bad day at school. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move is called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mind. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. 
So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the last exciting 15 minutes of no sleep tonight um talking about july 4th independence day for some um and we're excited to close out the show i know we opened up talking about the prison system we went into the education system the school to prison pipeline we address systemic racism and these are some things that some people might consider to be a buzzkill on the fourth but you know something there are some of us who have never been afforded the opportunity to just sit back and enjoy something lavishly because of a system that's been designed to destroy us. So, you know, when we have a platform, it's really important that we use that platform with responsibility and with integrity. Um, and so I want to welcome back my co-hosts, uh, Micah and Malcolm. How y'all doing? Peace, Queen. We here. Awesome. I'm doing fine. Great. Um we don't have a caller, do we? I don't know why I see three numbers. We do. We actually we uh we do have a caller. Uh Oh, wonderful. Four two one eight. We got two more. Go <laughs> one ahead, more. let him in. Oh, one more. All right. <laughs> All right, who is this? Hello? Hello? Hi, welcome to uh, No Sleep on Blog Talk Radio. Are you calling in the station? They must have put the phone down. Oh, probably. Yeah. All right. They'll call back. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's interesting. But, uh, well, yeah. I, I actually had a question for Sid. Um, I should have asked you while I was at, but I... One thing he mentioned was money, um, and I, I I think I probably the point about money when I before we went to the commercial. I was going to ask him what what was one way we could, I guess, really improve on money because I think one thing that we do have a problem as about community is generational wealth. I realize that we have we have a problem with money. We spend money ridiculously. Personally, I have a problem with money. I spend money on anything, but you know we have. Hot like celebrities, like rappers, or even when people, even when as, as people, we spend money on things that is not as important. And so, I think the, I think one thing we have to prove on is, is generational wealth. I think one thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to once I get my own money, make enough money, I'm going to invest. That way, I can leave my children with a whole lot more money than I had growing up. Listen, I'm not I'm not poor. I'm just saying I would like more money. Right. And I think that the issue with that is you talk you talk about generational wealth and it goes back to these systems we're talking about. Financial illiteracy. Um, so the generational wealth piece that goes all the way all the way back because you gotta you know, you gotta think that people that are from Africa from that region are come from kingdoms, um, empires actually. And so that need and that desire for gold and jewels and, and all the, those things are inherent to us because that's what we came from. And so that, that, those genetics are still there and that desire and that hunger 
and knowing your self-worth, that's all still there. It's just that we've had a hard time evolving with what the system has, the financial system has turned into because we have not been properly educated on how to use this system. The systems that came before this, when we were ruling kingdoms and we were ruling empires, were systems that we created and we managed. Because we didn't create this particular system and they won't allow us to manage the system, it's hard for us to have a deeper understanding of how to navigate within this financial system, um, especially because it also is particularly designed uh, for us not to have access to it um, or have very limited access to it or limit the number of us that have access to it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I got you. Mm So yeah, we'll yeah most definitely. I think, I think it all it's all going to start in the minds, in the minds of those people. The reason that uh, you can look at those statistics, Micah, and see that we got some of the wealthiest uh, blacks right here in uh, uh, in this country, but we're mm-hmm. still in the same position that we're in because the mind, the mind state of these individuals, uh, the majority of them haven't hasn't changed. You know mm-hmm. they they still uh, building with building inside this system. You know, and if you want to continue to build inside the system, and you're giving money to the system, you know, you're not giving money um, to uh, a separate entity, something that we want to call our our own. You know, we talk about ownership, but ownership from something that somebody else gave us. You know, not ownership of going out building and having uh creating something that uh we consider our our own. Uh those same individuals could be putting money together to uh uh go out to these different countries and start some type of trade relationship with them, you know? Like we could put money together and buy land. You know, put money yeah. together and and, and and set up set up uh somewhere else outside of here, but the mind state of these individuals is, hey, I'm a, I, I don't reach superstar status, you know, as long as my kids eating, you know, we good, I might throw some money here for a little charity event and, and all that, you know, I'm, I'm a good person, but it's, in order for us to come up, you know, we got to see, uh, we got to change our mind state so we could see that, you know, this change is necessary, you know, right. and a lot of people don't want to take that time. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Micah, do we have a caller? Yeah, we do. Uh, 312-622-8011. All right. Yep. Go, let's go ahead and let him in, and, and I'll welcome him in. Hey. Hey, well, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. No sleep. Who's speaking? Um, My name is Jackie. Hey, Jackie. What's up, Jackie? Hey. What's going on? <laughs> you got some thoughts you want so, to share with us? Well, I just called into the um, middle of the show, so I'm not exactly sure what's going on. I just wanted to listen. Oh. Okay. Well, oh. Respect. Well, sure. we'll give you a recap. You know, real quick, we we were talking about um, the Fourth of July, which is Independence Day for uh, America, and we we all pretty much share what we thought of this day and uh how it how it plays a role in our lives and we share you know what other aspects of of this life that it affects you know and then some of us went on to um discuss solutions to uh the to gain independence you know for the ones in the, in this country that does not have it so that pretty much summed up everything. If you want to comment off of, off of that right there, that would be great. I mean, I guess I pretty much feel like um, that the 4th of July, I mean, the 4th of July to me, when I was little, I enjoyed it, but not so much now, now that I, you know, am older and wiser and I know, like, that my ancestors weren't exactly, you know, free on this day. So now I look at it differently, but as I was younger, it was one of my favorite holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I, yeah, and it's interesting you said that because 
we're talking about how we feel about it right now. And I even think about like, I was thinking about, you know, some of my own friends that I grew up with that might listen to this show right now and be thinking like, dad, why is she hating on July 4th? Like when we were kids, we used to, but you know, it's just different then. And and when you, when you get older and you understand, wait, like this holiday was never even for me. Like my people weren't Mm -hmm. even free during this. Like, you know, it's hard to, to honestly enjoy or even to pretend to. Right. I'm sorry. Right. I said it's crazy now I, that I, you I, just I said that. Importance of oh, it. oh, she was talking. Go ahead. Oh, I, said, I get the importance of it because, you know, America and all that stuff. But, yeah, like I basically feel like the same with you. Like we, us as black people or whatever, we didn't really have, like, we didn't have a say in what happened anyway. So the fact that we are free was just another day. Or that we weren't we weren't free, but the fact that America was free was just another day. Right. Exactly. Exactly. They they the America was gonna continue the same uh same operation as it was doing before. You know, now they just they just gonna continue doing it free of listening to somebody else telling them what to do. Exactly. But it yeah. but it but it is it is funny to think about, you know, People celebrating a day that's not even for them. Just mind it. I don't know anybody in here that uh, that uh, uh, may celebrate may celebrate uh, Hanukkah. You know, but imagine right. imagine none of us imagine us all turning up on 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 those days to, to represent Hanukkah, and that day, you know, is not even for what it's not even for what we believe in. Or what an individual believe in, but they turning up, enjoying it, having a good old time, you know. Right. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It is. It, it, kind of baffling to sit there and think about it. Like, dang, it's not even for you, but you really to go hard for it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, um, um, Mike, do we have another caller? We do. Um, but oh, we're we popping today. So. Yeah. Let's get right. it going. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Mike, and let him in. All right. All right. <laughs> Hey, what's up? Hey, peace and light, family. Nice, yes, peace. welcome. Hi, I've been trying to call for a few minutes. <laughs> How y'all doing? Good, doing how are fine? you? Everybody, everybody's feeling uh-huh. great. I'm peace, I'm peace. I wanted to chime in on a few things, and I, I actually forgot a few of them. Um, but I wanted to really speak on when uh, Malcolm asked what, independence look like for us like what would that look like us being free in this or independent um and i think sis um you you spoke of education and i wanted to say definitely that was that was going to be one of my points like what that would look like is strong educated black families or families of color or what have you that are grounded in self-knowledge you know what i mean that have a solid basic understanding um of where we stem from as a people, our greatness, where, we, where we're coming from. Not that we just dropped in America and then we're slaves, you know, we're, we're living under someone. We were, we were um, reporting to somebody. We really need to know the history, and that really does start with education. And it starts with education in you know, past the school system because it's like a system that we call public education, as, as y'all mentioned, is not for us. So it means really taking back our power as a people and educating our children in our homes, letting them know from birth, you know, this is what we stem from. We, we are not just um, subservient people of today. We're not here to be just laborers. And, and yes, we are very skilled people with our hands, but make sure that our, our kids and our families are educated um, and grounded in self-knowledge and that being the basis and being their foundation to move out and, and um, revolutionize this world, essentially, because this, this, this society that we live in is not one that's conducive to us being progressive as a people. So that means a change must take place. And I, I must agree with you also with a few of you others when, when we say financial education, um, just education overall from the beginning to the end, um, the oppression and, and racism is, is in every single facet of our society today. So it really, really is going to be a process and it's going to take discipline. It's going to take us breaking habits. It's going to take us practicing truth over tradition. And it's going to take us doing a lot of work, but um, it is it is definitely possible. We, we are, the millennials may not be here to 
you know, reap what we the benefits of what what we're laying down now, but it is definitely pertinent if we're going to continue as a people, if we're going to see any kind of progression as a people. And um, I think that was my two cents on what I felt like freedom or independence would look like for blacks or Africans um, in America. Okay. Hey, um, Troy, you got awesome. one of those buttons you press over there to give people a round of applause after they're done talking? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was that was absolutely <laughs> wonderful. And we want to thank you for coming on and sharing. Unfortunately, y'all, we are out of time. We actually ran over a little oh, bit. Great. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we had a really great show tonight. Um, and we just want to encourage everyone to join us back next week. Next Wednesday, we're actually going to be talking about millennials and financial literacy and finances. So that's going to be awesome. We look forward to hearing from y'all. Thank you for calling in and giving your insight on July 4th, Independence for Some. No Sleep, Vision Project, and Advocacy. And we look forward to seeing y'all and hearing from y'all next Wednesday. Thank you. Signing off. Peace. Peace out, y'all.